When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro, no coach, no quarterback, no Michael Thomas. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> no right guard, no who first. <laughs> Just keep, keep going down the list, bro. Oh, so... We recorded that emergency podcast when the Sean Payton news came down that he was stepping down. And why did I wanted to have another episode? Now that the, I guess the shock has passed a little bit. Because um, that was on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. And really just have a, a discussion about What's next for the Saints? What should be next for the Saints? Because this is the, they don't have a head coach for the first time in 16 years. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that's a, like that's a big, big thing. It's a huge thing. Um, and I just we we just need to talk about it. Like we recorded like a 30 minute episode, trying to keep it concise. It was during the work day, but I really wanted to have like an episode where we could really go in depth and talk about this search, right? Um, before we talk about the search, anything anything else in terms of just shot, now that, you know, we had we had the post-conference, post the presser, um, anything before we talk about the future and the coaching search about Sean Payton reflection, maybe things that you heard during the presser you want to talk about before we kind of move on and, and, and turn, turn the page? Well, I mean, you know, it's just it's just been kind of like just something I've just been digesting over the past couple of days. You know, going through all the range of emotions, just like everybody else. Anger, you know, frustration, sadness, you know, uh, happiness, you know, you know, just looking back at some of the great times we had, you know, over this run and all that stuff. So. You know, it's just been a lot of that, you know, and just seeing the reaction from all the all his players. Like that's all that really counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All his past players, you know, not even a big time player that DJ Swearinger, you know, even players that didn't even play for him, you know, like Tyron Matthew. Just, you know, people all around the league, players that have got to know him and play for him, just the respect, you know what I'm saying? Like just all of them, you like still call him coach, you know, my coach, my favorite coach. Does, does, Devin Bro, does Devin Bro's statements not hurt? <laughs> I, I, I ain't seen nothing from Devin Bro. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, I mean, you would expect to have, you know, you're going to have a, a couple players that probably. Yes. I'm just saying for most for the you know, overall, you know, like they love them, bro. Like, and you can't take that away from them, man. Like, for the most part. Players love playing for Sean Payton. You may get your joint, you can let here or 
a devil bro there where something don't go right or your uh, your boy that went to New England. But oh, Hicks? Huh? No. Wait. Um. Yeah, Hicks, Jimmy Graham, um, uh, the one that got away, New England. Uh, oh, Rob yeah. Nickenbench. It's interesting. It's it was interesting to me that he said that that's his biggest regret as a coach. Right. I know, right? <laughs> We're really broke him Like, oh, all that, man. You didn't see what fucking number 15 did against the Bills on fucking Sunday? Man, I'm, so, I'm so glad I wasn't at the impressive, bro. I was just, <laughs> like, like, y'all finally got Sean here, and he's ready to answer anything. He said, Vulnerable, I'm bro. To, Vulnerable. Anything. I'm ready to talk about anything. I'm like, and y'all asking these softball-ass questions. Like, bro, do you regret? Do you regret? Testifying against Jimmy Graham Ooh, in the and ruining office. that relationship, ruining that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been asking some serious questions. What happened with Vicodin Gate? What really went on? <laughs> Did you have a drug problem, <laughs> bro? They would have had us escorted out like Cooper Junior. That bitch, bro. <laughs> Really would die with Akeem Hicks, you know. I, I, I added Sean because I'm still blocked on Twitter, even though he's not the head coach of the Saints anymore. But I asked him, I said, "Is the Saints Twitter podcast? Are we getting the King Cake? Like, nothing, <laughs> 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 bro. Um, yes, that players that play for him, even players that didn't play for him, there's just a, such a profound respect that that has echoed these couple of days and I was just I, I really thought about it and I was like it's so and I, and I don't know who the guy is but man it's super fucking important that whoever the Nets head coach of the Saints is like that they gotta command respect man like mm-hmm. and we can we can segue into this so the three people that we we know thus far that has interviewed for the head coaching job that's been reported. Aaron Glenn, Byron Leftwich, well, that one's scheduled. I don't know if that one's happening. Uh-huh. And Dennis Allen. That's it thus far. And I keep there's like this this I don't even say it's it's a good debate. Cause I think when I mean, we're gonna talk about it, it's like, what is best for this team? Is it is it you just promote Dennis Allen to head coach and you keep Pete Carmichael an offensive coordinator and maybe not to find, you know, it's just, just the continuity and and just keep keep the ship running, right? But I see the word the flip side is just like, man, you have an opportunity to kind of I want to say a reset, right? It's just shake things up a little bit. At the end of the day, there's still a lot of talented players on this team. So that's why when I saw that Daniel Jeremiah tweet, I was like, I was like, this is why you not become the fucking GM of the Eagles. Like he was saying like the Saints should just take a rebuild and trade away some veterans. I was like, you know, because their cap situation, I was like, so you want to trade veterans to make their cap situation worse by accelerating dead money? Like right. I don't get like, it. Like what? Like you were supposed to be a GM? Daniel but is he not the only one, though, bro? It's, I was listening to Mike Lombardi today. He was talking about, you know, like, man, he got out just in time because they are in a mess. It's a mess of a situation. Um, Nick Shook wrote a big article how they needed to just dump, like, 10 players 
Oh, well, Nick, like, Nick Shook's been, been blocked for a couple of years, but oh, continue. I, I, already know. I already know. But it's like, it's just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, can you just, like, make it make sense for me? Like, because I'm willing to hear another side be like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe agree with it, but it makes sense, but it don't even make sense, like, just on paper. Like, it doesn't. Maybe the argument is, is like, you had, we had a Hall of Fame head coach, top three head coach in the league. And with this roster, I mean, it's going to change next, you know, for next season. But with this roster, it got to nine wins, which honestly, they were, uh, uh, Rams choking away from the playoffs. If the Saints, if the Rams don't take that game away, do Deshaun make that same decision? I don't, after, after a playoff run? I don't know, man. Anyway, so I guess their theory or their their point is like, well, now you can remove that head coach away, and then like then you're just free falling. And it's like, well, the the yes, Sean himself probably coached the Saints to I would say an, an extra two wins this season, I think yeah. it's fair. Yeah. An extra two, right? Which that's a huge thing in the NFL, as, as we yeah. have seen. That's oh, huge. Yeah. But well, that's the difference between playoffs and not making playoffs. And not playing playoffs, right? But also, I just the the logic of trading good players, just trading good players just for the sake of a, a rebuild. It completely befuddles me. Just it just no does not make any sense. I'm like, man, I'm about to see DJ. We're gonna see DJ at the senior bowl. Like <laughs> got some, I got some questions for him. Like logically, like that tweet, I was like, this team was like a quarterback and a couple of pieces on offense away from like making noise. Now maybe you don't have Sean and then it gets murky as shit. And I get that, but Come on. I don't I don't like you said, man. I, I it doesn't make sense to me of this blow blow it up, start a new thing. I just I don't understand it. Like to do what though? Like that's what I'm trying to say. It's like okay. To like click I guess it's like it's like a debt consolidation, right? Like you you, you clear your you clear your debt. Like this, like for, for what though? Like you, you want us to become like the Jags or all these downtrodden teams you that clear your debt, you clear your debt, and in twenty twenty-three. You have, you know, 10, 11 picks, you know, and 30 million in cap space. Um, and you, you shit, like your roster it sucks. <laughs> like your roster is ass, like you don't have anything. Nothing. So like, what are, what are you doing? Like, it's, <laughs> like, what exactly are you doing? Like, are you, how are you getting better? Tell me that. Like, are they okay, saying just grab some young players and they just hope they're, they're good? You have rookie contracts, and uh, I mean, I don't know. It's like that's not that's not solving anything to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that makes it's it just not worse. yeah. So that I don't get. I understand, like you know, you using a player here or a player there to uh, you know as a you know as a chip to maybe bring in a quarterback or you know just get some added resources to draft some offense or something like that. And I get that, but. Like just to dump your roster, which they have a good. It's a. I mean, you got Marshawn Lattimore, who's twenty five, under contract. You know, just time. got extended this just season. Got extended. Just got extended. You got. Um, we'll see what happened with Michael Williams, Marcus Williams. Um, you got Don't Vax Me Bro, rookie under contract. 
You got CJ Gardner Johnson, Johnson, who's you know going to be coming up on a contract soon, but still under a rookie contract. Good secondary, like a really good top three secondary. You know, uh, you got you know Pete Werner, young linebacker, work on a contract rookie. You got uh, Demario Davis, getting older, long in the tooth. You know what I'm saying? Got to be you know thinking about that. Um, you got a defensive line, Cam Jordan, long in the tooth. You know, still a good player. You got, you know, Marcus Davenport on the fifth-year option. Uh, Peyton Turner, question mark, we don't know. You got Onya Mata, extended, you know, on a contract. Um, it's like, okay, like you got these good players on defense. They're all in their 20s, in their prime. It's like <laughs> – and they're like, trade them, trade them, get rid of them. It's like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Got a lot of work to do on offense, a lot of work. It's no question. Got a gaping hole at quarterback. Uh, offensive line needs at least two new players. Um, you need, you know, at least one or two wide receivers, a tight end maybe, and maybe a running back. You know, so there's a lot of work to be done on offense. And you need a head coach. You know, so it's like, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, but it's still, it's not like a rebuild. I don't see rebuild. I could see if, like, the defense was all, like, just old, 30-year-old guys, you know, on the end of their on the end of their talent, you know what I'm saying, running out. Right. I could understand that, but right now it just, it just doesn't make sense. None. It doesn't make – it doesn't make a lick – Upsets. I'm so tired of I'm so tired of the cap talk. It's like, God damn, like, do y'all pay attention at all? Like national media, do you like even try to pay attention? Nope. They can't, I keep like Michael Labardo was saying today, you know that you know they kept kicking the cap down the road. Now it's time to pay the piper. Like, who's the piper? Like what <laughs> it's like it's like there's some bill coming due. He said the bill's coming due. It's like what bill? <laughs> as long as the owner is willing to keep Writing a check of these prorated bonuses or whatever. That's it. That's it. Like, that's it. The only reason they really got fucked is because the pandemic. They got fucked last year. They closed down and it it shrunk the cap. That's the only reason. Can we? This is also the same owner that she may not still be paying him, but at one point was paying. Alvin Gentry, hmm. Stan Van Gundy, and Willie Green. I don't know if, if they all coincided that she's paying all three of these NBA coaches at the same time. But like she is, she is willing to spend her money for a good product. Now, it's not this is not a Pelicans podcast, but just from getting the sense through. Hell's Twitter. It seems like they got the right guy, Willie Green. Now, did it take a while to get there? It did. It did. And she's still paying Stan Bun Gundy and paying out that contract. But if you got the guy in place, Gail Benson has really shown that it she doesn't care about the money. She just cares about a contender and putting out a good product. So for people who I just I, I don't know, man. I just wish people who talk about this stuff, like, we're just educated and informed. Because these people who talk, say these things are not, like, dumb people, right? Like, they're right. 
educated, like, but like, like if you're coming to this table, because I feel like us as Saints fans, like when people bring up the cap, we are we are experts in itself to the cap, yes. bro. Yes, we 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 understand the cap very well. We really do. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle said, when it's good, like you know, every black person is, is a is an attorney. Like, oh, let me let me. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like we understand voided years. You know what I'm saying? Like other teams don't even know what that is. Like they don't even do that. We understand voided years, two years voided. We understand what that means. You know what I'm saying? We understand paration. We understand all of this shit, bro. Like we know what's going on with our team. And it's like, damn, y'all got these jobs, you know, supposed to be NFL analysts and, and professionals that understand all this shit. Michael Lombardi was a GM of the Browns, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like, bro, you should understand this. And it's to some people credit there, like Greg Rosenthal, he gets it. He's like, yes. he's watched this enough to understand what's going on. Uh, Sam Monson, whatever his name is, from PFF. He's what? like, this is what they do. I know. Like, but I, I know. But he, but this, he's like, this is what the Saints do. It's like, it's just, and everybody runs the team different. The Rams, they don't, they don't care about draft picks. Like, they literally don't. They haven't, Use the first round draft pick since Jared Goff. They that's how they build their roster. You know how you know wild saying? that is, bro. Like that is it's, wild. It's wild. It's wild, and you know, and that might not work for everybody. It works, but it people. has worked for them, though. Right. So <sighs> All it's right. Like, ugh, it's, it's exhausting, though, man. It's like, up. Oh, it God. is. I just feel like this. This whole part of me. There's a part of me that sees this as like darkness. Like darkness is yeah. coming to to, to, to quote yeah. to quote Rick James, darkness is coming. But part of me also kind of feels like, you know, you know, kind of like the excitement, like oh shit, like what's yeah. what's gonna happen, what's gonna come, that, that might go away real quick, real real quick. But let's talk about this search, and the first question I'm going to ask you from the jump. Is, is this going to be a real search? I uh, don't look like it. I, I, I don't think so, bro. I, 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 it don't look like it. It just seems like they they already had in mind what they wanted to do uh, from the beginning. You know, they, you know supposedly, they, you know, they're going to interview Byron Leftwich and uh, Aaron Glenn, looking like Rooney Rule check marks. Um. It's unfortunate, but like that's just the way the game is. Uh, but you know, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Byron left, which can come in and blow him away. They oh, love Aaron Glenn. Glenn. They love Aaron Glenn. Like everybody loves Aaron Glenn. He's a leader of men. Um, Man, I, I, so, I said, I don't know if I, I said, why couldn't Sean just do this last year? We could have had Dan Campbell, bro. <laughs> would have been perfect. Would have been perfect, bro. Dan Campbell would have been perfect. Yeah, because. If you ever, even though the Lions, the wins that the Lions had, every time they would show the Lions locker room, you could tell that every player in the Lions had respect for Dan Campbell as their coach. Like that is absolutely undisputed. Like you could just see it. And even their losses, man, they they had some tough losses, bro. Like and they competed with a bad roster, bro. Mm -hmm. It would be whatever. So anyway, I can't get. I won't be mad at Sean. Um. It just – it does seem like this just kind of going through the motions and and 
they're going to put DA as head coach, keep Pete at office of coordinator. And I'll say this, you know, if that's the plan, you know, DA, you know, his Oakland run didn't go that great, obviously. And I think the big question, DA, not DA maybe to a degree, but especially for Pete, right? Pete Carmichael Jr. Mm-hmm. Players gonna respect him, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know, I don't know if Pete don't carry that big stick like that. You know what I'm saying? He don't, like, bro. Like, we and so, someone last night was like, oh, Pete Carmichael did a pretty good job in 2012. And I'm like, that's a decade ago. Yeah. And he had Drew Brees. And yeah, Drew because Drew Brees was, man, Drew Brees was like, fuck all that. I'm about to throw this thing down. <laughs> Drew Brees had like 22 interceptions that year. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, Drew Brees had a five interception game that year. Five interceptions. Like, no way Sean Payton would let Drew throw five interceptions. No way. What might happen? He would run the ball 50 times if he got to. <laughs> he, would sit, he would sit Drew Bray ass down like, what the fuck is wrong with you right now? Like, <laughs> oh. you know? So it's like that that's the part that's gonna be missed with Pete is just that coaching. And then we don't have a quarterback. Like, we don't know, like, you know, Sean Payton, like people like bring up James is like Sean Payton coached the shit out of James. Like Sean he Payton did. was was managing James. You know, micromanaging him to a point. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what Pete. Pete is a question mark, you know. I just, one thing I wish during this search transition, whatever. And I thought we talked about it a bit um, during the emergency podcast. Can we get some juice in the building on offense, bruh? Juice, man. Just juice. Fresh eyes. Please, I don't, I don't bring, I don't know if that's bringing Joe Brady back. I, are we? I just feel like if you just bring in Pete as offensive coordinator, it feels like this is like the Saints, but it's like Sean, like the Sean Lights version of the Saints, uh-huh. right? And like, right. does is that going to work? Like, I it just. It just doesn't feel like it's going to work. Now, maybe right. maybe I'm selling Dennis Allen short. Maybe his time, you know, kind of like how Dan Quinn got that got that push for head coaching this, this cycle. Maybe he learned a lot in Oakland, and he's learned a shit ton under Sean, where he's now ready to be the dude. Right. Because he has to be more of a defensive coach. He has to coach the entire team. And he has to he has to understand building the other coaching staff. And we don't know. We we're saying Pete's gonna be the OC, but maybe Dennis Allen might have somebody else in mind. You know, they it's gonna be important for the Saints to let him do what he wants to do, whatever it is. I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. I just don't know. Hey, I don't I don't I maybe I'm being I don't even know if pessimistic's the right word. I just don't I don't see it. Because it just feels very like a mom and pop run mm-hmm. business, and now the like now the owner of it's gone, but we're still going to keep like all the same policy and procedures in place. And some of that is not a bad idea. Like Sean Payton put a system in place. Yes, 
that is good. And I think, you know, the Saints have an opportunity here that could be interesting because they could become they could become like one of those franchises like the Steelers, you know, like um Green Bay, where the the framework of the entire organization is just solid. You know what I'm saying? It's just solid. Where you bring in the right, you know, you bring, yeah, the coach is going to change. Things are going to change, but you still have just this solid foundation of practices that just works. You know what I'm saying? And just wait, the way you operate, you know, from the front office to practices to, you know, everything, you know, just that fight the Ravens, you know, it's just like, it just works. And, you know, if they can, if they can get this right, yes. you know, and get the right coach to come in and, you know, like if you look at like you had Chuck Noll with the Steelers coach for decades, then they went to Bill Cowher, he coached for like a decade plus, then they went to Mike Tomlin, you know what I'm saying? And, but it still kept that, like, it's still a Steelers. Like, with yeah, all like, of those three coaches, it's, it's the Steelers' DNA. Steelers. Mm-hmm. It's just that DNA you see. And you start to see that with the Ravens. You see yes. that with the Packers the past two years, you know, the past, uh, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever. So I, I, the Saints have a chance to do that. And I'm they're, they're at a point right now where they can make this happen or not make it happen, where – they go literally just wind the clock back and go back to being the pre-Sean Payton Saints. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you really fuck up. Like, that's what you really don't want to see happen when shit just goes back to being, you know, where they just fumble the ball and it's going back to being the Aints, bro. Like, that'll be, mm-hmm. be heartbreaking. Like, that'll really be heartbreaking, man. It would be. And, I mean, something we didn't talk about, and I'm not going to belabor, belabor it and talk about it any longer, like we we all know Sean's coming back in a year or two to coach Cowboys, right? Like we know oh, he's yeah. <laughs> uh, bro. And uh, you know, shout out to Greg because he 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 knows the drill. So I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast when they were covering it. And like if Sean wants to make that personal decision to come back to coaching in a couple of years, and I'm sure he will. Um, I'm sure the team will probably be the Cowboys. Like the Saints and Gale at that point has to see that as like, listen, he's not our coach anymore, mm-hmm. but he's but he is a valuable commodity and he is an asset that we have to turn over um, to our benefit. Period. Jerry Jones, I need three first round picks. Period. They, three first round picks, two two seconds. Period. And that's the thing I understand is like the media is I talked about is like you think like. Gail Benson is just gonna be like, oh, okay. Well, let me just sign over his rights because we love Sean. No, that, that's not how this works. That's not why. That's why they signed him to the contract they signed him to. And even if Gail was, not that I think she would. You know who would be like, fuck that is Mickey. Mickey's like, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> Excuse me. No. Hey, hey, Jerry. Yeah, I need I need three first round picks in two seconds, please. Like, <laughs> no. And it's not. It's like, okay, cool. Then. Because basically, at that point, Sean becomes like a hostage of the Saints. It's like either you come back and you coach the team, or if you want to get traded, we don't have to agree to trade you to a team if what we feel we're getting back isn't worth it. Because then that becomes a whole other thing because it's like, well, then does Sean want to go to a team that has to give up so many assets to get him? Because it, it, gets, it gets tricky, right? <laughs> like, right. It, 
it's tricky because as a head coach, like, would you want to go to a team where you know you're not going to have a first-round pick for maybe the next two to three years? Because that that is putting – so let's say, he, as an example, he gets traded to the Cowboys. They give up three first-round picks. That means that he has to win a Super Bowl. Like, there, there is no if and or but. It is a literally Super Bowl or bust situation if he comes back and coaches a team like the Cowboys, right? That's why I don't think it's automatic when people think it's just going to be automatic because that would give Sean Pate. I mean, it, it would put pressure on Sean Pate, but he would also have so much leverage. Like, not only we had to trade pitch, you're going to have to pay Sean Payton $15 million a year. You got to give mm-hmm. him a Gruden contract. Yep. You got to give him a Gruden contract. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's just a lot that goes into that. And for whatever reason, owners don't like paying coaches like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's guaranteed com- it's guaranteed money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bitch. Sorry, it's my cat. Anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just, it's a lot that goes into it. That's why I'm just like, you know, a lot of Saints fans, they just stress about, and I get it because it's like, you know, Stephen A. Smith and, and Skip Bayless and all this, and that's all they're talking about is, you know, Cowboys, Sean Payton, Cowboys. And that's, every, like, literally when Dallas Cowboys lose a preseason game, it's going to be like, we want Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you ain't lying, bro. They're going to lose we the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> we going to hear this shit all year, bro. Like, it ain't going to stop. But as a Saints fan, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, Fuck it. Look, th- look this it. is business. Y'all want him? Pay up. Pay up. Give us three first-round picks for the next three years. And, I mean, and if that were to happen, they, they got to get those picks right. <laughs> you can't. You can't miss uh. those. You can't miss those six first-round picks, bro. <laughs> can't, you can't do it. Um, But let's get into what – okay, so I guess give me three – Three coaches that you let's say this isn't a dog and pony show, and this is completely open. And like like you said, man, we don't know. Maybe Byron Leftwich goes in and he says, "This is my vision of the team. You be, you guys have been in my division. This is what the defense has been doing to my offense. But this is what I can bring to the offense to take you to the mm. next. whatever." Right? That's how. If I was Byron Leftwich, I'd say. That's how I would sell it. <laughs> he he coming like that. I'm swooning. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Your, your defense is already showing what you can do against my offense. However, just imagine if I'm able to take the offense to another level. And he had a plan. Like, maybe downfield, passing attack. We're going maybe attack. I could bring Chris Godwin with me. He's going to be coming on a reduced deal because of the ACA. Like, you, anyway. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Give me your two to three top candidates for the head coach of the Saints. If you, if you could, if you were interviewing and in charge, give me your your, your three top candidates. Uh, one you mentioned on the last podcast ain't gonna happen, but uh, Jim Harbaugh, bro, like, not gonna happen, bro. Ain't gonna happen, like it's not. So it's. Not even really worth talking about, but I just think it'll be fun. Because um, I think. Okay, so just quickly, right? Let me just run the run these by you when he was in the league. He had a 68 win percentage. Hmm. Three, three conference championships and a Super Bowl appearance in three years. 
can't argue with it. You, I mean, you, you can say what you want about him as a, as a, as a person. God, he's, he's Aggie as fuck, bro. Just yeah. Aggie, bro. Just, 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 I see his face and I get annoyed. Um, Weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you talk about someone that could come in who have respect from the players. He's a program builder. And he's always shown that if he has talented players, he can compete with anybody, bro. Right. He can compete. And he, that understand, and he, and he understands the entire team. Like, yes, if, you, if you didn't know anything about him, you would think he was a defensive guy. But no, he's a yes. former quarterback. Yep. Former quarterback, understands offense. <clears throat> but he understands defense. He understands special teams. He's a all-around football guy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, those guys are valuable, man. They're valuable, extremely valuable. But like I said, it's not going to happen. Like he's not, he has no connection to the Saints. It's just, you know, not one of the things that's going to happen. Uh, other than him, uh, it's not a long list. DA would be next, bro. Like I still like DA. I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad choice. He's like he's been a rising star for like, you know, over ten years, like. There's the reason why he got the Raiders job so quickly. Like, literally, he he was the Saints defensive backs coach for 09 and 2010. Then became the uh, defense coordinator for the Tebow, the Tebow Barcos for one year. And I forgot you know, about that. Yeah, like that was the that was the what propelled him to the Raiders job because he, you know, the Tebow offense was terrible. And that offense, the defense was Lights out, and they, you know, yes. they allowed them to win a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that got him to the Raiders' job, and the Raiders. It's so hard to judge him with the Raiders because he just had no imprint. I can't think of like, yeah, that was a Dennis Allen team because the defense was trash, the offense was trash, everything was trash. It was just trash. He won like eight games. <laughs> I'm saying in like three years, eight games. It was Ooh. just terrible. And you know you could you could give him excuses like I remember his first year he had like sixty five million in dead money and this was when the cap was like one hundred thirty million so think about that like half the, half his cap was used. I remember that, bro. Oh my god, I had forgotten about that. Like the Raiders were deep. It was deep it was It was what the NFL heads want us to do now. <laughs> like just yes. take on all his dead money and just have like a skeleton roster. You know, for no reason whatsoever. So, but, you know, but Raiders had it bad because they were paying, like, shitty players. Like, <laughs> like they had, like, they, they had bad contracts, but, like, just terrible contracts. And then, you know, they they stumbled, they, they stumbled for two years, finally got out of Cap Hill. You know, they drafted, uh, you know, Derek Carr. And, you know, eventually he got fired because, you know, they just didn't have talent, man. It just wasn't a good team. And, you know, and... You know, they got better over the years after that, but you know, you, you just I come his whole time there. I watched him closely. I just never got an imprint of what a Dennis, Dennis Allen like. He never put his print on it. Like you can't even say like, "Oh, it's a tough ass team." Like we just talked about with uh with Dan Campbell, it was a terrible Lions team. You know, this year terrible, picking, wow. number, picking number two overall, but we can at least say like, "Damn, they were tough." Yes, they were tough. They fought. Couldn't say any of that about Dennis Allen. So that's the thing I'm wondering about him. Like, does he have some kind of imprint that he could put on this team with his personality? Because teams just reflect the personality of the head coach. 
And I just, I don't know enough about Dennis Allen's personality or how he's able to translate that to a team to know if it'll be great or not. I don't know. I don't know. And after that, um, I go Byron Leftwich, man, because it's just kind of a wild card. You know, he's a former coach. I mean, he's a former uh, quarterback. I would love that. That would give me confidence in us bringing in like a young quarterback. So I would love to have a guy like that, you know, that been, that's been there to be able to coach a, a young quarterback that'll come in like a Malik Willis or, you know, Pickett or Carson Strong, whoever, if they were to draft a quarterback, I would love to have him to just, I don't know, see what we can do. Like, I have no idea how to work. You know, he came up under Bruce Arians. He's only coached a couple of years. You know, I have no idea what his offense will look like in this scheme or nothing like that. I assume it'll be a lot of more downfield passing and stuff like that, but we don't know. We like we have no idea what a Byron Leftwich ran team would look like. But I just think it'll be interesting, you know, just from a pure just football standpoint. No, it, it, it would it would definitely be interesting. Um I think my number one, you know, we talked about already Jim Harbaugh, but likely not gonna happen. Number two, I and not that I think it would happen or anything, but I feel like if they just were to bring in Doug Peterson, mm. I think I think it kind of kills two birds with one stone. One, Doug Peterson and Sean are super close, real good friends. He's won a Super Bowl relatively pretty recently, so he would command the respect of the players, but I think you're getting some of the things that you would get from Sean, not to the degree maybe from Sean, but also someone that would put his own spin on the offense, Um, right? Like you would get a Doug Peterson offense. Now people are like, well, as soon as Frank Wright left, like the offense wasn't saying they went. Doug Peterson is is a talented coach. Like, I mean, there may be something to that, but I don't think you can just attribute all of the success Strictly just to Frank Wright, right? Um, Carson Wentz, man. No, bro. I know. So I think if you 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 got Doug, you you brought you bring in someone who won a Super Bowl. um, That there would be some similarities similarities to Sean, but also he'd be his own coach, and you know it would feel kind of like you're you're turning the page now. When you bring in someone like Doug Peterson, then you probably, you know, he might want to bring his his own staff, and that's where I don't know if Gail's gonna Gail or Mickey's gonna sign off against that. But that'd be my number two. Number three, I would actually probably put Da at three, and then Byron Leftwich at at four. Um, but I just you know just continue to get this feeling that it's gonna be Dennis Allen, and if it is Dennis Allen. I just I, I think you said it perfectly, man. Can can the Dennis Allen, can we see what a Dennis Allen Saints team is? I don't want a Saints team where Dennis Allen is trying to be Sean or trying right. to emulate Sean. Like he needs to be his own coach, his own person, and put his And that's own... hard. That's hard for him because Sean Payton is mostly all he knew. You know what I'm saying? Like he like you talk about building his staff, his staff has been with the Saints. Like he has been a pup 
as a just a little, you know, lowly defensive assistant all the way up to now. You know what I'm saying? So even if, we, if you listen to his interviews, he talks like Jean Pete. Like he, <laughs> so it's like it's hard for him to shake that, but he, it's something he has to develop, just like Sean had to develop his own, you know, because when he first came, he was just a, a Parcells clone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he has to, he had to develop his own way of coaching, you know, and that, you know, and that could be something that, you know, that, you know, the Saints are pretty patient. Well, they happy. They were patient, you know, in years past. I think Gail would be the same way. We just let him grow into that position and, you know, and learn from it. You know, you look at Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin took over, uh, you know, Bill Cowell's team. And a lot of people like to say that, you know, that Super Bowl they won under time, and that's Bill Coward's Super Bowl and all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, he had to take his time to really make that Mike Tomlin's team. You know what I'm saying? And now that's how they, that's how we look at the Steelers. That's a Mike Tomlin team. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that might have to take time and people will just have to be kind of, you know, just patient. But, and he, he get that job. The Saints start like 0-3, 0-4. <laughs> The streets gonna be hot, boy. Right. The, the fire DA tweets. Nigga, <laughs> trash, right? You know? The defense not as good. The offense still garbage. Oh man. And it's it's funny, like we're we're talking about players at the Saints to draft, what the free agency plan is gonna be. And it's like you said, man, like, you don't even know who the coach is, bro. The coach. Yeah, it's like, like every time I watch, I'm sitting there watching players, I'm like, looking at a quarterback, I'm like, but damn, who the coach? Right? <laughs> is that going to fit into in whoever the coach is, the scheme going to be? And also keep in mind, like, we're going, like, I am leaving for the Super Bowl, or Super Bowl, the Senior Bowl Sunday morning. We're going to the Senior Bowl on Monday. Is there going to be a coach in place then? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> the, the combine to have that place. I mean, the the combines in a couple of weeks in February. <laughs> just, just a just a lot of questions, man. Just a lot of a lot of questions. Um, anything else about Sean or the search or anything before we before we get out of here? Nah, man, it's just uh, just looking at um, you know, look, been looking at a lot of these quarterbacks in the draft. You know, it's just hard to answer. You know, like I asked this to our Discord, like, is this a time to finally draft a quarterback in the first round, or mm. do you just? You know, go the vet route and see what you can do there, whether it's trading for a vet or, you know, signing a veteran. You know, is is it time? Like, or is it just completely dependent on who the head coach is? I don't know. There's so many variables to it because, like, these quarterbacks in this draft, there's a lot of talent there. A lot of questions, though. A lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're going to need work, man, like, I feel much more comfortable with a Sean Payton being like, this is my guy. Man, this, this is what – and that, who knows, right? Maybe maybe he wouldn't have drafted him, and he probably even doesn't even fall. But, like, could you imagine you bring back Jameis for another year? 
what you know, nice incentive contract, bring him back. And then they had drafted like Malik Willis at 18. He just sit. Oh, perfect. Rough to sit. Because one of the things when I first watched him, because all I've been hearing all this, all this draft class, bro, this quarterback class is trash. This one of the best quarterback classes. I I told, right, again, I hadn't watched a single player. And then the Sean news came out, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I want to watch these players with fresh eyes because I don't know what the I don't know what scheme these players are gonna fucking be in, bro. No clue. So like, I watched the game of Malik Willis, like a whole game, and I was like, oh shit, all right. Watch another game. Shit, all right. So I was I was trying to simply watch games from 2020 where he played against Division One talent, right? Because if you watch games in the Liberty Conference, he, he looks like a man amongst boys in that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept, I think I've watched four games of his, which four or five in terms of watching a prospect, you kind of have a good idea of what, and I was like, he's, he's good? Like, mm-hmm. I just was like, why is everyone so down? I mean, I haven't watched all the quarterbacks, and, but like, he's good. I feel like as a prospect, he's further along than Jordan Love was as a prospect. And oh, I was yeah. like, he's honestly further along than fucking Trey Lance was last year. He went Honestly. To- I mean, he just had more evidence to look at. Yeah, because he threw more passes, right? Trey, yeah. Trey Lance got drafted in the top three. And he only threw like, like a, a very minimal number of passes, right? Very minimal, yeah. And so you have a prospect just just from a prospect standpoint. He, he's a better prospect than Jordan Love. He's more polished and prop like to me, if you just put their games next to each other, I would say that as a passer, he's a better prospect than Trey Lance was. And then it's funny you texted me this because I was thinking the exact same thing I was watching him. I was like, He's a better passer than fucking Lamar Jackson was coming out of fucking Louisville. And like no question. And so I was just like, how I don't know. Maybe maybe because he's black. That's that's probably what it is. Let's just be honest with you. <laughs> Could be that. Um also, you know, he's a he's not a you know uh like prototype. I think he's like six one. You know, he has a good arm, but he, you know, he's He's not like a big imposing type of player, so they get that little knock there. Um, it was so just, it was just, it was just wild to me because I was watching like four or five games of him, and I was just like, "Yeah, I was, like, I was the same way." I was like, "Why they keep talking about like this dude is trash, like just trash?" I'm like, "Man, this dude, <laughs> like I don't know. I just, I just, it's a good player, man. Like it's a good ass player." Didn't I got it. my little questions here and there, but right. it's like, it's like, man, this dude. Shoot, I mean, we had like offense that was ready to like really like put something behind him. Like, man, let's go. Like I, even just watching, he's like to me, he's a better prospect than Daniel Jones was, and like it's oh no question, oh, and it's man. not even particularly fucking close. Um, so I guess this was fascinating. So to your point, to 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 your question, I'll say this right. If you have conviction in the guy, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, whoever, I think 
I, I, to me, Malik Willis is easily quarterback one in this draft class. Um, I haven't watched Carson Strong. I know you built peeping him. Got you know. I want, I want to see what you think about him because you're gonna watch out. You're gonna watch some games. You're gonna be like, ugh. <laughs> but then you're gonna watch some. You're gonna be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like damn. I just say this: if he's the guy, he and and you have conviction that he's the guy. If he falls and he's there at 18, I, I don't care who I don't care what who the coaching staff is, right? You, you just got to take him and then you, you figure out the rest later. Yeah. Like, but then there's he, like the vet the vet mark is like you know Derek Carr, he's on the final year of his deal, and Rogers going through his shenanigans. Um, you know, then we you know. Who will we attract with the, you know? Nobody. <laughs> like, you think Aaron Rodgers won't go play with Dennis Allen? <laughs> Russell Wilson, like, oh, look. <laughs> no, bro. For DA? <laughs> like, maybe you could squeeze a Kirk Cousins in. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> And then it was like Derek Carr is like Derek Carr is fascinating because you could probably get him for like a second round or two second round picks. You could probably get him. Here's the thing: if if, if you're saying draft Derek Carr or not trade for Derek Carr with a second or two seconds, I feel like this is my stance. I think that is more. Speaking, we're talking about a Vegas team. That is a better route to go because one, you don't, you no longer have to draft your quarterback. You may be kind of be in a quarter, like a little light quarterback purgatory, but not like a super bad one. And then it still allows you to go best player available at 18. Maybe that's a lot. Let's assume it's a wide receiver, right? Yeah. And then. So then you're getting you're bringing Derek Carr to the office. He's a quarterback. Let's say you're drafting a Chris Olave, right, or Jamison Williams. Maybe the corpse of Michael Thomas is becomes corporeal. He's not an imaginary person anymore. And you do something in free agency where you either sign a tight end or maybe you sign another wide receiver. So then you have your Bases of offense. You still got some holes on offensive line. You can maybe draft a running back somewhere in the draft, and you know running backs aren't super hard to find. So you could you kind of retool your entire offense by making you you could mess around and have like a top twelve offense. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and you still have the defense in place. Like you tell you have you had Derek Carr. You get Michael Thomas back. You draft a wide receiver. Chris Olave, because I I am confident that Chris Olave is going to be a good pro. Cannot can't can't convince me otherwise, right? And you still have the basis of this defense, and Dennis Allen's coaching the defense. And, and Derek Carr has never had anything close to the defense like we got, right? Not anything close. You can you can like in theory, right? I think you can fuck around and win like 10, 11 games with that with that team, bro. Like yeah, man. Yeah, when you look if you look at it a certain way, you'd be like, damn, that could work. But then I think like, damn. But then I think, man, if if, if, if you Malik's there at 18, 
I look at it. Call like forty million, bro. Yes, million. and I, but I look at it even more the other way. Like if Malik's there at eighteen, and you pass on him because you got Derek Carr, and then Malik yeah. goes somewhere, and he's not Patrick Mahomes, but just say he's a good ass quarterback on a rookie contract, then it's like ah no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So it just it just depends on what. Like, are you in it for the short term or are you in it for the long term? Because that's what the question really boils down to. Well, Saints in the fickle, bro. Uh, he's glad on, glad on. What would you do? What, what would you do? Me personally, I, I really, I really exhaust all resources on figuring out these rookie quarterbacks. You know, and I, I, I'm not personally, I'm not to a point where I've been in love with anybody. Um, but I really invest into seeing if there is one that's there. Because, man, that rookie, that rookie contract, bro, is a beautiful thing, boy. Lottery ticket, bro. Ooh, it's a beautiful Lottery thing. But if not, um, I probably bite this year, bro. Like, I bite this year. Dude, we were supposed to be biting this year, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I bite another year, whether it's Jameis or uh, man. This is when you think about it. It's not even a lot of options when you just think about biting it, bro. The like, only the only quarterbacks that are under contract for the Saints this upcoming season thus far is Taysom, who uh, is hurt and needs surgery, and Blake and Books and Ian Book. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Bortles put up 33 touchdowns, man. <laughs> you go, go roll the boat. Bring the boat back. 33 touchdowns in the season. I'm just saying. Bring the boat back. <laughs> that would be fucking ridiculous, bro. They end up starting playing. <laughs> Who is tradable? Who is tradable? In terms of what? That quarterback? Quarterback, yeah. Uh, Derek think, Carr. Derek Carr is tradable. I think you could get Kirk Cousins. I think he's tradable. Um, Wentz and <laughs> or Jim Ursay has some days to say though. <laughs> can can we? I, I want to do this before I forget. Your thoughts? There's only been two head coaching hires thus far, right? Uh. The Bears hired uh, Matt Eberflus, defense coordinator of the Colts. And then the uh, Broncos hired um, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. Uh, Green Bay's quarterback's coach, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it just seems like. Aaron Rodgers destined to go to the Broncos. Right, it just it just feels that way, man. It just, it just feels destined, and I just feel bad for Justin Fields. Mm. Oh, it's just like, oh man, it's just like why would you not? It, it just feels like it's kind of similar to what happened to Justin Herbert this past off season. Yeah. It just seems criminal to me to have a potential stud rookie quarterback and just pair him with a defensive 
And you can see it, like you can see with Justin Fields, oh, he just needs it so bad, just that good coaching. Yep. Like, man, it's all because he's so talented. Like, you just get a real good coach's hands on him and let him flourish and give him an offense, you know? Give him, you know, Andy Reid or, you know, Eric the Enemy or something. It's like, oh, but it's not going to happen. They're going to bring in Everflus, and he's going to try to build back the 85 Bears defense. And, you know, the, the offense is going to be neglected, and it's just going to be the same old Chicago Bears that we've been knowing forever. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm. And there's going to be questions about Justin Fields years from now, like, oh, you know, what's he, is he really good? Is he not? Blah, blah, blah. Just like man, like damn, like y'all don't y'all don't see the vision at all, huh? <laughs> um, just getting back to your quarterback question, Carr, Cousins, Rogers. Although I don't think we'd be in play for him. Wilson, don't think we'd be in play for him anymore. Uh, creepy Deshaun Watson. <sighs> um. I'll say this on this podcast, bro. If, if the Saints traded for Deshaun Watson, like I, I, I told this to a friend of mine. Like I don't know if I can continue doing the podcast, bro. <laughs> like I know, man. It, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't like it. And someone who is so adamant about calling the NFL out and their bullshit about the, about the players that that just get passes, bro. Like. I just oh, oh I couldn't man. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do, bro. I would just be so much like even after like big wins, like I couldn't even be excited about it, bro. Cause I was like, this dude was doing what? In massage parlors, bro. Like I but so, some team is gonna trade for him this offseason. Yeah. Some team is gonna trade for him. If um, he showed some contrition or something, man. If he could just be like, look, here's what happened, but he I don't know. He's just—he's there. He is so adamant. Um, thoughts on before we get out of here. Thoughts on potentially the Raiders going like the it feels like this is like a Lane Kiffin route again, bro. Like maybe getting really? Josh Josh McDaniels in to be their head coach and pairing him with like a, a New England guy for the GM, and I'm like. Did we not see what Josh McDaniels did when he had a lot of power in Denver? Oh. Yeah, that um uh, uh, that ain't gonna work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see that. I gotta look into that. Yeah, Schefter, you know, Schefter basically I, I don't know how close it is, but it, it, the tweets he sent out earlier today made it seem like it. It may be like a New England pairing in in Vegas for the for the Raiders job. Like, bro, you did pass on all these jobs all these years, and this is the one. Yeah, I mean, not saying that you know the Raiders job is not a bad job, but Ugh. there's there's been a lot. Then who did he leave at the altar? He left the oh. Niners at the altar. The Colt, well, the Colts, and I think he left the Niners at the altar too. Oh, I think they, so, yeah. That they pivoted to where they went with Kyle. That's right. Yeah. So th- this is the one you you gonna you gonna get. Okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, just craziness continues to happen in the NFL. Um, oh. Today's Thursday. 
think the next time we'll probably record, fuck, be maybe like sometime on Monday after senior bowl interviews. Um, so I'm, so my plan is Sunday I'll get to New Orleans around like two. We'll hit up Blue 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 Oak um, Barbecue oh. Ramon. Maybe watch you know watch the watch the game. Not the whole game. I'm there, but watch, watch the whole game because I want to get on the road. And then I'll be in Mobile Sunday evening. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know if we've got enough people who's who expressed doing like a like a meetup with us in Mobile. But if we get enough people who want to do a meetup, we'll maybe figure out. I mean, Ryan is the Mobile resident, so maybe he can find a, a Mobile hotspot for us to go I to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know a, a bar in Mobile? <laughs> I don't know a bar. I don't know a hot spot. You know me. I'm in New Orleans, bro. Like <laughs> anytime I want to go out, I'm back in New Orleans. I don't know. <laughs> well, it makes no sense for you to drive all the way to New Orleans and let's do a meetup somewhere there, and then both of us having to drive all the way back to Mobile, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, for us to have the most fun, we should do the fucking meetup in the world. But really? we, we should though, bro. It'll be I'll be getting in a little after the the game starts, the the Chiefs Bengals game. And you know New Orleans gonna treat that game like a mini Saints game because Burrow yeah. and shit. So maybe maybe we figure something out. Maybe maybe we do a little do a little meetup in New Orleans if Ryan decides he wants to drive. We'll see. That's that's uh, absolutely not um we'll figure it out if we if we decide to do a meetup in new orleans around three two thirty three ish you know sunday we'll we'll send something out on the on twitter or on instagram so we'll go from there but that said we'll keep we'll keep Doing these episodes as much as we need them because we will definitely continue need to need to do these episodes for everything that's going on. Appreciate you guys for supporting us. Um, the numbers this week, probably because we're also doing a lot. Of, this is like our third episode we've done this week, but the numbers we're doing this week and each episode that we're doing, um, the numbers are great on, um, which is great and tremendous. So you guys are definitely listening and supporting us. We greatly appreciate that. Um, we can't thank you guys enough. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. I know things may seem, you know, dark and everything and Sean stepping down and all that. It's going to be all right. It's just fucking football. Like, the Saints will hire a new coach. He'll either be good. He'll be bad. If he's good, that's great. We'll talk about it. If he's bad, we'll make fun of it and make jokes out of it. And life just fucking, <laughs> life just fucking goes on. There's nothing we can fucking do about it. <laughs> Um, so with that, we're going to get out of here. We might see some of you guys on Sunday. We'll keep you guys in the loop on that. With that, we're out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.